I just want him to pay attention to me. I just want him to want me. Notice me, Senpai, notice me! Nerd is new sexy. Damn it. <laughs> that was all you had? That is the That's it. Notice me, Senpai! Hello, everyone. I am Wildfire1. This is uh, Nerds the New Sexy, episode 72. With me today is... Grizzly McBee. Back at you. What's going on, y'all? And with me also today is... Gambit Bitches! Gambit? That's his last name. <laughs> bitches. Gambit Bitches! <laughs> it's like it's, it's on my business card. When I hand you my business card, it says Gambit. And then, like, parentheses, bitches. Bitches. Like, that's... <laughs> bitches. And for all those that don't know me, it's Mr. Bitches. Mr. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then very soon, about a year, I'll be Dr. Bitches. You'll have your Dr. PhD, bitches. bitches. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll have my PhD in bitches. What's the subject today? We got a few subjects today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to briefly talk about Star Trek Discovery, which won't be that long. We'll get into that in a minute. We're also going to talk about a new video game that's coming out that Wild is very <laughs> oh excited about. Oh, I'm totally excited. Oh, I'm totally, I don't know if I can lie. I'm totally excited about it myself. Like, I'm, I'm totally into this. I gotta scrub my phone after watching that shit. <laughs> Yeah, gave my phone an STD, and uh, and then and then really what the bulk of the conversation is going to be as the opening of my notice me so is going to be dating simulators. Yes. So it's not all anime games. Most dating simulators come in anime format, but there's a lot of actually American dating simulators as well. Uh, we'll and we'll just talk about all the well, I think horrible gamer wonderfulness made a dating simulator like yeah it's called dream daddy what's the fuck what the fuck is wrong with these people do you i guess people are just not desensitized enough well i was gonna ask i think the gambit what what's your what was your first like yeah what do you think game, my f- you think like dating simulators what's your first thought so my first okay my i will always harken back to anime games we'll get back to that but that's not my first dating simulator my first dating sim- simulator uh believe it or not was uh was Leisure Suit Larry. Yes! A wonderful game where you're just trying to get this creepy little man laid by these gorgeous women. And it's actually a very difficult game because, like, there's drinking involved, there's drugs, there's partying, there's... STDs. STDs. You gotta you gotta avoid the gambit. Like, you have to buy condoms for certain women and some women want it up the ass. Like, it's a... It's a... It's a hard game. I remember, I remember playing le- one of the older <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry's, and it was an old DOS game, right? One of the older ones. And I remember playing the game, and I got—I finally got laid. I was like, in the game. I was like so excited. I don't know why I was so excited, but I totally was. And then his crotch starts glowing, and he says, "It's like he's got an STD." The girls you want to be fucked bareback. You just—you just don't don't do it. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's always a trap. <laughs> the Leisure Suit Larry's a great a great lead in because there's so many versions of the game. Yeah, there really is. I mean, the first time I played it was on the was on the PC and I remember I'll never forget it cuz it was it was literally okay. So, it was one of my good friends and I was probably 13 when the game came out. So, I mean, I was a year in to solidly masturbating. Like <laughs> like but my friend comes up to me and he's like, "Dude, I got this game for you." And I was like, "Cool. What is it? Shh. Keep your voice down." And I was like, why are you being so secretive about this? And like a drug dealer, he's like, he opens his coat and like pulls out this game for PC and is like, make sure that when you play this, nobody's around when you're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down. I look at the box and it's like, Larry it says, leisure shoot Larry. And then it's like two girls in a bikini. And I was like, 
all right yeah how bad can that be right yeah how bad can this be so i loaded up my pc so i I load the game up i start playing it and holy fuck like i probably literally covered my wall ceiling and computer like i remember my brother coming in and be like dude why is the z button sticking i don't know i I think i spilled pepsi on it shut up stop asking me questions why are you touching my z button (laughs) <laughs> Why are you touching the Z button? Oh, Nobody sh- ever uses the Z button. Leisure Suit Larry was was iconic for that. It was it was very like I remember. Yeah, the first time I played it, I I played it and then I I got I got Larry a SCD, which was great. Grizzly, what about you? What's what's the first uh, I guess kind of game that's a dating sim that you that you've ever played or maybe heard of? That's a tough one. I honestly can't remember the name of it. I was probably in junior high. It was like the precursor to like the sims dating oh, okay. but like late late 90s i want to say it was like the magical date or something like that magical date yeah it was it was weird it didn't give you like the the option to like choose an age or whatever you were just a set age the entire time <laughs> and you like you would a, a girl would approach what do you, do you say hi or do you run? It's like Pokemon. It was <laughs> pretty much just without throwing a Pokeball. It was, you know, do you wave at the Pokemon or do you, you know, shag ass afraid to get bit? <laughs> it was, I think it was more awkward than it was anything because it's like, why? Feel that way, especially when I, fir- with those first ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, especially back then, you know, when graphics were a little more than you know, a stick figure. Yeah. So, I, I mean, after Leisure Suit Larry, like, and again, like, uh, fuck it, we're down this rock and rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge rabbit hole. <laughs> like, I got the gold medal in the Olympics <laughs> for masturbation. It's after I played Leisure Suit Larry, I was around 14, 15. I was, 15, I was 14 years old when I got the internet. God damn, fucking Christ, holy hell. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, I feel like I'm getting fucking old over here. Like, holy shit, I remember a time before the internet. Anyways. Me too. So, right, so I jump online and I, and, and, and I literally look up, I look, I look up, I remember looking up games at first, because I was 14 years old and I look up games. And this is, in this internet was the good old internet before fucking, you know, Google and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And without search bars that would filter shit, you know, and without parental locks. So when I typed up games, a fucking slew of games came up. And actually a lot of like, did you get, does anybody remember the site addictinggames.com? Yes. Yeah, I, I think I remember it. So a slew of, of, of sites came up. One of them happened to be adult video games. So I remember the the first dating simulators I actually played, the first adult games that I played after Leisure Suit Larry mm-hmm. happened to be small hentai uh, or Japanese anime yeah. games that were all based on like puzzles that you had to solve that were like, and as you like progress through the puzzle, the girl's clothes fall yeah. off or, or mm-hmm. like, and then the first real dating simulator i played was just that it was a dating simulator you mm-hmm. you were a dude and you could pick your name da, 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 this in high school, and you were set in high school which you know japanese is always set in high school for some reason mm-hmm. <laughs> which which actually at the time didn't really bother me because you were in high school i was in fucking high school exactly. yeah i was in high school so for me it, i didn't think twice of it i was like this is a game built for me and uh you had a cell phone um you know, playing it now and, i just i'm just like oh god i feel so dirty you know yeah yeah oh god oh god yeah they're the dating simulators now are just fucking horrifying yeah. 
you know, I, we're not we're not in high school anymore. So you play that shit. And I'm like, oh god, if I, I, the cops are gonna, I, I'm on a list now. I'm on a fucking list now. I'm on a fucking <laughs> list now. Uh, Chris, Chris Hansen's gonna come to my house and be like, take a seat, take a seat right over there. <laughs> but no, I was playing the da- dating simulator, and it was it was literally that. It was a dating. It was actually a dating simulator and it was the advertisement was to how to talk to girls so it's like you know and the game was all about that like you'd get points for like the first thing i do is ask a girl's name then ask what she's into ask what she you know and then like but but it was also like each girl had like a certain way like some girls like cocky guys some girls like shy guys mm-hmm. and you had to talk to them and they had like the choices like the little like chat bar thing you know mm-hmm. with like the four choices so like you could be a cocky dude you could be an arrogant dude you could be a suave dude you could be a shy dude and you had to pick the right one and you got points based on that it really was a dating simulator and the whole point of the game was to progress so far with these girls that you got a date and that was the real first dating simulator that I actually played that wasn't actually perverted or in any way like adult or sexual. It was straight dating simulators. And they were very, again, for a 14 year old boy, very captivating, especially for a 14 year old boy back in the day when nerds were not sexy. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It was just- I, I know which game you're talking about. It was pretty much how to start up a conversation and keep a conversation with a girl that you feel is way out of your league. It's, it's interesting because if you think about it, like, when you're that young, you start thinking like, you know, I don't know how to talk to girls. You're, you're kind of learning how to get your own little mojo going with women. Yeah. At that age, and and I think that those games are captivating to people from that age because of that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, as an adult, shit. Even as adults, sometimes people have trouble going up to women and talking to them. But uh, I'm raising my hand. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> it's all about getting your mojo. I guess. I guess in a way, it was almost like practicing. And the, yeah, the more adult yeah. ones became practice for other stuff too. I'm practicing making babies, guys. Well, the, well, the problem <laughs> that I had, the problem that I had with the adult ones. I mean, I don't know. We joke about the Chris Hansen thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually the adult ones, they, they eventually get adult versions, and, and like Leisure Suit Larry was completely adult. Yeah. I, I, looking back on it, I should not have been playing these games at all. I was not over 18 years old. They're all meant for over 18. But the dating simulators were. Cutesy. for anybody they, they were, were cutesy they were cutesy they were they were cutesy and, and the thing about it is, is what's funny about it is it was almost in a way like practicing because i was that shot and the worst part is and, and wild remembers this when i when i was a kid i had a pretty bad stuttering problem yeah not horrible but it was there like so so like here's the thing let me let me paint the picture for you guys to really show you the level of nerdness i started wearing makeup at 13 i was in choir dance I played D and D. I did sports. I did martial arts, but not like I didn't. I wasn't like coming into my own as like a as like a as a as a man yet. You so I didn't really. I wasn't. Groove, actually, I was still finding my groove. And and I and I and then I was really shy. And I was really awkward. And I liked playing D and D. And I stuttered like a madman. So even if I had the balls to walk up to a chick, which I did eventually, because my brother was like, my brother was like, "You're gonna go talk to that girl." He would like literally push me in front of the girl. But when I did, it was like. Hi, do you do you want to go on a date with me? It was fucking horrible. Yeah, it was it was fucking it was a fucking terrible. So like dating simulators were great because like for me it was like I kind of got an idea of like what to do and really what what got me to come into my own and be like become the gambit that I am today was and this was I'll never forget this because wow you were there that night it was it was you Sunry and my brother and we were all watching Dogma. Oh shit. 
and you guys were just laughing just rolling dying laughing about jay and i was like i can do that i can be vulgar for no good fucking reason <laughs> and and I, and I memorized every line from Jay and Silent Bob, all their movies. And I started practicing that shit in high school and later in college. And it got to the point where now I just like saying weird, wild shit all the time. So once I kind of came into my mind, that's so why I like to think that like those dating scenes was in a way kind of helped because it was just like, it helped me find my niche. And that sounds so fucking dumb to say out loud, but you know, <laughs> makes you feel like, Oh <laughs> shit, what's wrong with me? Like, no, a little bit, a little, little bit. Cause like it was like, they're, they're just weird now looking back. Like I haven't played a dating simulator in probably since I probably turned 17 years old. And I started getting pussy on the regular. Oh yeah. I mean now all the dating simulators make you feel like a pedophile. Yeah. Well, it, it well, I was going to say, it depends on the dating simulator. Cause like I said, the dating simulators now as it's funny because as the dating simulators first started, as we grew up, they started growing up too. And now you're starting to see, like, I, like we were just talking about this before the podcast. The other big dating simulator that I know a lot of people like to play if you're in the anime, I haven't played it, but I did watch my roommate play it. And that was Honey Pop. And Honey Pop is very popular and it is all girls in, I think it's in, they're in college. I think it's even after that because, like, you start the game and you have your own apartment. So clearly you're an adult. It's based in Japan. Because even teenagers in the anime have it's, apartments. Isn't it an all-girl high school? Yeah, it's an all-girl high... Well, no, no, not not this one. The one he played... The, the, the one he played... I know for a fact it's overage because the one he was playing, like, one of the girls, the girl who, like, teaches you the ropes and teaches you how to teach talk to girls, she works at a fucking, like, strip joint. Honey pop. And, like, it, yeah, you look it up. Is it in it's, Japan, it's, though, for, like, minors? It, I don't fucking know Japan's laws. Do I live in America? 18 or 17 <laughs> or 16 if you live in. Da -na 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 -na. This is how you said it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. What the fuck, dude? As I've always been aware. I've never been to Japan, so and I'm not a lawyer, so please, none of our fucking fans take this by any means necessary uh, or like any law. Like Gambit said online, no, don't listen to me. But I think I think I think I think the legal age in Japan is sixteen. I think thirteen. And it's, and it's, it, it, holy fuck! Is you it say thirteen? No fucking way! Uh, you say thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Did you just look that up? God, yeah. damn! I'm proud to be an American. Oh, federal uh, age sin is thirteen under criminal law code. You know, you might want to scrub your PC because, you know, they're tracking you right now. <laughs> You're on a list for real, bitch. <laughs> You're on a list forever. You look at that shit. No, but here's my point. This is my point. The, 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 the strict guidelines with the MSRP rating system, if you've ever been to a GameStop, you know the MSR rating system I'm talking about. To fly in America, the games have to be, the characters have to be at least quoted to be 18 years old. You have to be at least 17 years old to buy a video game that's M-rated. Most dating simulators are M-rated. Just be careful which ones you buy. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. I fucking feel, I feel so wrong about this podcast right now. <laughs> do, you, do you feel dirty? <laughs> I feel so dirty, which is new for me. Anyways. <laughs> so wrong. Once, once Grizz told me what the legal age is, I'm just over here like almost dying a little bit on the inside. And here's the thing. And this is the reason why we started talking about this. Because I really truly believe this, that dating simulators are the reason why we have graphic sex scenes in certain video games. That's the first two games that come to mind. The most graphic sex scene I've seen in a video game that's not a dating simulator is The Witcher. Or GTA. 
um or gta well even even gta didn't have actual penetration like you're at the strip uh, joint sure well, it but like it didn't show like penetration but it did have no there it, there's some sex scenes gta 4 had are there had a sex scene uh, but even then like you think about think about games like think about games like dragon aging uh, dragon age origins think about mass effect think about the witcher not only are these games have sex scenes but you actually have to court these girls you have to date them yeah. or guys so it is or in guys its own, in its own way it is a dating sim oh god yeah they Fuck. they really are they <laughs> yeah they, they really are uh, dating simulators they looked at these dating simulators because look let's be like i know we're, we're joking about it but they are a very popular sect of, of sub-genre video games they are very very popular it's right and I, it's I very was wondering why they were they were popular. What I would love to know is if there's any girls out there who will, will be willing to admit they played these games. What uh, dating sims? Yeah, any of them. I'm sure. Because there's here's a the lot thing. of girls. That well, 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 this is what this is what I was talking about earlier. It goes into what I'm saying is that dating simulators they they bleed into other games. Whatever Dragon Age, uh, Mass Effect, it uh, with these dating choices, and you have to have to court these people, and you have to have to like, say the right things. There is one game that I know girls will play, and they love fucking, which is a straight up. And I watched my girlfriend play it, The Sims. Yeah. Yeah. The Sims is like that's a, a life. We're talking about. That not yeah, talk about not just dating simulator. It's a life fucking simulator. You have to make friends, then dates, then go on dates, then talk to them, then move in with each other, then bang, then make babies. It's like it's a fucking straight life simulator. And can you really not trace back these subgenres and games to straight porn games and and dating simulators? Yep. I mean, I think the answer is yes. I think what they what these games did and why they added these romance options. And it's funny because. EA, Dice, and Bioware—all these games companies—they want to class it up by not calling it a demi. They say they go, "Oh, with romance options." It's a romance R- and it's like, RPG. Yeah, it's a romance option RPG, and it's like you're, you're sitting there going, "Romance my ass, dude." The Witcher—he pound the fuck out of that bitch on a fucking unicorn. Well, who doesn't want to fuck on a unicorn? I would fuck on a unicorn. I'd fuck a unicorn. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't not fuck on a unicorn i'm just gonna say that i wouldn't go out of my way to buy a unicorn or find one <laughs> i mean look i like here's my thing i'll do anything for my lover i i, I will i will I, I i i would do it yes i would do it <laughs> you, you, I, I, it sounded like you're trying to come up with an excuse not to do it if i really want to get how freaky i am i'd probably put her at, i'd probably Put the horn up her butt and then and then DP her with the unicorn. Yes. <laughs> no, but, this, but this leads in this leads into the game that we talked about in the very beginning. Oh, wow, wow, this is wow, this is this is all you, man. You got you got to tell them this. So, you got you got to so tell. So I, I was it was brought to my attention that there's a game that's basically World of Warcraft, but not World of Warcraft. It's called World of Warcraft. I, I watched the demo today and it blew my mind. It was so fucking graphic. It was so fucking like it was. I I thought I watched a porn. I I thought there was a straight porno going on my screen. That's like, pretty oh. much all it is. Is yeah. is an animated porn that so, you get to control. So I, I I tell these guys we should probably talk about you know so we should probably talk about dating sims and and possibly uh, this game in general. And so I brought it up and I put up the uh, the link and and I showed them both and they they, they both watched it and Grizzly Grizzly his response was like why why I need to like cut my eyes out and and then and then uh, of course I I expected there was the the response I got from Gambit 
At first, it was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then he watches it, and he goes, I'm fucking downloading this game. No, I... So I, I opened the trailer, and... I immediately signed up for the game. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. Explain what, what we saw. So, so it starts off with this elven woman talking about how she's going to earn their trust. And she's like, make me your war chief. And it's just this. No, no. It come and make yeah, me come, your war chief. Make me your. Dude, um, yeah, you can't. You, hey, man. Grizz, don't hate Oscar Wilde wordplay like that, man. You can't pay for that. You know, that's, that's, that's good wordplay right there. Uh, it it is, so, but it's 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 literally it starts off with a with what oh man I haven't played Warcraft in so long. What's those dudes? No, the cow dudes. Starts with a T. Torrens, Terrens. I don't know. Fucking the cow people. First off, it's a cow person just fucking the shit out of her, and she's like, "Don't hold back. You can rail me harder." And then it's an orc holding the girl's legs, <laughs> reverse cowgirl, just reaming this bitch. Just I mean, just go into orc town. Just. Taking her to Orc Town, just ball slap, and it's graphic as motherfucker. And yeah, just, they don't like hold this back. girl. Like, there's no holding back. And, like this girl is on; she is literally on the train to Pound Town, and just <laughs> <laughs> and just riding this train all night long. And then the best part about the trailer, the best part, which got me to sign up for it, she stands up. There's this, there's like these Orc. He's tired. His balls are just drained. And then she stands up, and it's a shot from between her legs, and come is just falling out of her Luge. pussy, like, like literally goozing like out. She, she's and I was like, it out. for the horde, <laughs> and it's yeah, for the horde. And I was just like, well, sign me up. You got me. You You've got, got my money. Now, I said this. I said this earlier, but I truly do believe this. Like I, I make jokes about it, and I'm I'm not even joking. I probably am going to play it. But the thing about it is, it, with dating simulators and 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 graphic video games, there was another one. There was another like it wasn't a dating simulator, but it was another graphic adult game, mm-hmm. and it was one of the first ones that had a strip join in. It was BMX XXX. It was it was basically a BMX game where you were a street BMX rider and you collected tokens to go to scores in New York. It was all based in New York and I was and then you know scores is one of the big popular strip joints in New York. Been there, great place, high quality strippers are real nice. I always said I've always maintained that I truly believe that video games and masturbation are two separate things. Because here's the thing: I need two hands to play video games, and I definitely need one hand to masturbate. <laughs> so I like I haven't perfected the talent of masturbating with my feet yet. So, so I think that I think that these kind of games need to stay away from each other. Yeah, well, you know, as far as like adult adult content and video games, mm-hmm. I mean, like look at again Grand Theft Auto. There's boobies in it, and there's strippers, and there's all. It's it's kind of gotten. I I want to say that we're slowly but surely, especially with the dating sims and that like some of this well, this World of Warcraft to be sure, be certain. These games are desensitizing us. Next, yeah. Next thing you know, like next thing you know, we're gonna be like, oh, I hope she fucks that centaur. You know, like the worst shit happens, the more awesome we're gonna think it is. I mean, am I wrong? Not in the slightest. No, not, not in the slightest. It is. It honestly is desensitizing because the worst part is I used to be a huge anime fan, mm-hmm. strictly anime, and then I found my way into hentai, and it almost desensitized me. So now I can't watch normal anime without being like, so "When's she gonna get naked?" <laughs> And that's honestly, and that's honestly why I mean I make a lot of jokes and stuff like that. But that's honestly why I don't like 
hardcore graphics sex in my video games because i don't want to become desensitized to it i don't want to just be playing this video game for the unlockable scene of seeing titties and maybe it's just that i'm getting older that i just don't give a shit about animated pussy that much like and when i bait you know fuck man there's slut load there's Pornhub, there's fucking x hamster there's red tube there's a lot of free sites yeah i don't need I don't need my video game, my PlayStation, to also be my sex box. Nope, exactly. Yeah, now you got a lot of graphic. Like, this is a fucked up podcast, man. I'm just feeling horrible about this podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's the game. Well, no, wow. Because <laughs> it's World of Warcraft. Horror is still spelled with a W, buddy. Damn it. You're right. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn it. Why, why do you guys think that... Uh, Games like Honey Pop or or uh, these dating sims are still around. Like, what made them big? Do you think that Japan had like a well, big, honestly, big part in that? I don't. I mean, yes. When you get into the, when you when you when you're as much of a nerd as I am, and you really get into the Japanese culture, yeah, it's 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 if you if you if you think that J- Japan is as open as America, you're you're sadly mistaken. The day to day life in Japan is actually a very conservative life. That's why their anime, their video games, their movies, they're so over the top in both violence and sexuality and all that other stuff and stuff like that i do think that japan had a big part to play in it but i also think that it really is a just uh in, in america especially and i was and i was no different than this i think it was that it was these dating simulators came about the right time when i was 14 15 16 17 years old 18 19 to even even to my 20s at where i was a nerd a uh, little antisocial. Because here's the thing: out of, well, well, way to get out of reality. Well, no, here's kind of trying. Exactly, exactly. Like this is what I always tell people all the time. This is what's beautiful and wonderful about video games. Video games are beautiful and wonderful because I can't take thirteen of my friends go out in the woods and shoot them with an AK-47. I mean, I can, but I can only do it once. Yeah. You know, and I can't be. Probably won't be a free man long. Yeah, no, I can't be a wizard. I can't be a mage. I can't be, you know, I can't fight the spawns of Satan. I can't, you know, I can't do these things. Video games are escapism. That's what they're meant to do. You get Mm -hmm. to live in this fantasy world. And for somebody who doesn't, who can't, who's just antisocial, can't talk to women, it's another form of escapism. It really is. It's in this world, I'm loved and fawned after by all these women notice me senpai but in my real day-to-day life i am kind of a nerd and like i said i did i got away from dating simulators and porn games once i started being able to talk to real women and grizz actually made a great point in this which is that there is a problem with these dating simulators that might make a whole new level of virgin and and see the, the thing with these dating simulator games and you know these sex simulator games is everywhere in the world sex sells but no you make a good point and and so does gambit it is is very about it's very much so about escapism when you're just trying to get out of out of your own shell and and live life uh through the eyes of someone else it's almost like virtual reality before virtual reality you know and, and we joke around yeah <clears throat> like world of Warcraft and and some of these some of these dating sims <laughs> the girls don't seem to be of age all that's joking around but you know like I said, the big question is: is um, how far, how far are we going to take this? And when I say we, I mean the game developers, and the people who do this. You know, seeing that it's a uh, that it's actually something that's successful. You know, and has been successful. 
I mean, I think they're going to take it as as far as as the market lets them. It's just like any other consumerism. As as long as there's a, as long as there is money in it, as long as there's well, as long as there's profitable money in it, as long as there's a niche for it, as long as there's a people out there clamoring for it, it's always going to be around. There's no escaping it. Again, I I am now an adult, kind of, you know, <laughs> kind like of. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of getting there. You're but a bad I, as child, an, just like we are. I, I, Exactly. Yes, as as a, as a man child, yeah, as a man child, yeah, man, I love fucking games with sexuality. I'm, I like I like this. There's always a little there's so that there's so that little kid in me that goes tee hee titties, you know. But like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I saw boobies, boobies. Is that a nipple? Oh god. Yeah. So there's always gonna be a part of me that's like like that really likes that and everything. But there's a part of me that's like, maybe it's that I'm getting older. Maybe that's that I got a kid. I don't know. But it's like, man, I kind of don't want them to go any further. But, you know, I don't know. It's a hard, it's one of those catch-22s, catch and balance, like balancing your own pervertedness with reality and, and, and real life with video games and the fantasy and not fantasy. It, it's 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 a slippery slope. But like I said, I really think it's popular because, and look, look we're not really talking, we're, we, have, we forgot one big group of people that we forgot to talk about. And that is lonely lonely video gamers when you think nerd especially back in the day you think that guy living in his mom's basement you know kind of chubby like you know from you know from uh, south park that guy that guy that doesn't get pussy like that's that's the target audience and there and it's sad to say that there are a lot of lonely people out there like that there really are both male yeah. and female I'm not, yeah and and as long as there are lonely sad people in the world not getting real dick or real pussy there's always going to be a niche for these games what they need to do is make these like this world of horror craft where you actually like meet actual people and then maybe they can meet in real life and get some real pussy and get the fuck off the computer well maybe that's you what know? it's about because it did i think that the website even said there's millions of areas where i guess you're close to or something i don't i don't know and it is still in beta if it's anything like the original world of warcraft you know there is that possibility that Dude, an elf married. and an orc are going to you know bump uglies and then find out that they're next door neighbors and no, they're both sixty-year-old dudes. I mean, you never know. I just want to pause. I just want to pause because you, you said that I was there. You said bump uglies. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that since the nineties. Let's, let's let's hey babe, let's bump uglies, man. Now no, it's, it's pound your snooch. Get with the times. Well, actually, actually, I would say bump uglies still works for me. <laughs> I would say it works for that because it's a, you know an orc and a damn elf you saw the trailer just like i did that orc dick was pretty damn ugly i mean it is an orc dick pickle dick don't uh, start that shit i will unfriend <laughs> you don't start that shit and i think gambit had something we wanted to talk about too didn't he didn't you uh yeah like, yeah i gotta get out of that fucking mode well Jesus. yeah we gotta we gotta kind of shake that off that was that was that was definitely interesting I'm do, so mad. I go I'm, from the dark side of the internet, one of the darkest sides of the internet, to like this. I'm trying not to have a fucking nerd aneurysm, and I apologize right now, especially to you, Wild. You're gonna have to modulate my voice because I'm about to start screaming. As most of you fans out there know, or don't know, maybe I don't know if you follow the podcast. I am an extremely huge Star Wars fan. Big, we all are yeah. big fans. Uh, one would say even obsessed. However, there is a show that I'm even more obsessed with on the same level, and I'm one of the, the blasphemous people out there. I am also a proud Trekkie. So, with that being said, I am going to re be quickly reviewing, because I don't want to spend too much time on it, Star Trek Discovery, the new Star Trek show. Yeah, it's been out for how long? 
it's uh, hasn't been off for very long. There's only two episodes. Now, I'm going to say this. The only reason that we are that I'm going to review this now and not with the Star Trek podcast later is because this is the most giant steaming pile of horse shit mixed with orc sperm i have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life mixed with orc sperm that was a good addition oh my god for the horde <laughs> okay so now star trek it's almost hard to talk about Star Trek without getting political because they are, have been in the forefront of 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 political discourse in the show the whole point of the show is political satire of our world but set into a star trek realm or a, a i'm sorry a space fantasy on top of that they also talk about science and philosophy so it's philosophy science and politics that's always what this show has been about with that being said star trek is literally a space opera it is about not it is not about one person it is literally about a crew of people on a starship usually the senior staff every crew in star trek whether it be the original Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, or Enterprise has always had a cast of five or more, at least. And every episode is about another person, and you grow and develop. And not only that, but the ship or space station is a character in of itself. Now, I got that out of the way. This pile of fucking shit is about one woman. That's not that bad. The character's name is Michael something or other. Or Michael, it's a, it's a dude's name. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. The point being is that this, the show opens up and it's on this, this desert planet and they have some mild dialogue between the captain and the first officer. The first officer who eventually is the star of this show, which is really weird. And you're like, okay, did... This is a weird way to introduce the cast, but okay, whatever. They get to the ship, which they don't even tell you the name of it, which isn't the discovery you find out later. Wow. Okay. Anyways... Then you meet the crew. Kind of! You literally kind of meet the crew. Now, the okay, so the premise of this... I'm, I'm so mad, I can't even focus. The premise of this bitch that's the main focus is that she grew up... She was one of the very first humans to grow up in, this, in the Vulcan Science Academy. Very important. She's human, being raised in the Vulcan Science Academy by none other than fucking Sarek. Now, the reason why I'm mad about that is because if you're an actual Star Trek fan, like I know Wild is, Sarek hated his own son, Spock, for being half human and having a human heart. Yep. Mm -hmm. But he takes... He takes pride and love in this girl who's full fucking human. He went to his deathbed still being prideful. Yes. Now, okay... Okay, breathe through this. I can mildly get through this. Then you get to the Klingons. If you have not seen the Klingons, go look up the pictures of what they look like. They don't even look like fucking Klingons. I've, I've seen and the on, Klingons. And on top of that, they speak in Klingon and Klingonese, which is not a bad thing. I actually kind of like that touch, but the prosthetics is so heavy that you can't actually make out the language on top of that they are literally nothing like the klingons that we know and love they're not about honor they're not about dying glory and battle they literally have the slogan pure race or purity or some shit it's all about being pure the other big problem that i had with this fucking god-awful show is that it's shot 
like the star the new star trek movies with that stupid flare lens and the lens is constantly moving at a 45 degree angle for some fucked off for you like the cameraman's got a fucking palsy like <laughs> dude hold it still let's just boil this down forget the klingons don't look like klingons okay the writing is terrible the characters are horrific they focus on only one character who you're supposed to like and hate here's the thing on her first fucking mission she disobeys the captain puts her in a vulcan neck pitch tries to take over and tries to shoot down the the fucking Klingons by making an international war, which Sarek told her with Klingons, you have to fire first. Totally disregarding the Vulcan's pacifist way of life. They are literally rewriting history. It's literally rewriting Star Trek history and throwing all of it away. And on top of that, I can even mildly almost get behind that almost get behind that if i was if i was a new star trek fan except for the fact that they have new technology that wasn't established until ds9 which is the hollow communicators they always had to communicate by skype basically and yeah. now they have actual holograms what the actual fuck the technology is better than what they had in the next generation and this is all set before next generation and on top of that Sarek actually cares about a fucking human and the human is a, is a fucking cunt and nobody else in the staff seems to care like this show is fucking awful we will not we will not be covering this in the star trek podcast i want to say that now there is no way no fucking way that this show can recover from the shit show that is these first two episodes there is no fucking way i would almost tell you guys to go watch it especially as a star trek fan just to see what i'm talking about watch the show for a star trek it's not a star trek show it's nothing close to a star trek show they literally take a big steaming fucking shit on all of the pre-ordained history and storyline of this wonderful magical fucking world and they just shit on it it's like these writers had no idea what the fuck they were doing and even as a show even as a basic like i'm just gonna judge this based on the writing there's nothing the only only good thing about this show is the cgi is fucking phenomenal that's it that's it that's it that's my done i'm done i'm done because i'm having an anger there's so much more i can get into with this show i don't want to but oh my god <laughs> And the worst, and even though, and, oh my god, and the worst part about it, it's on CBS. The first episode, fuck off. The first episode is on CBS. The first episode is on CBS, and the second episode is on CBS Prime, like their Hulu, which you have to pay $10 a month for. What the fuck? <laughs> so mad. So mad. What oh, the fuck? Yeah. That'd be why I'm not watching it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done for now. Well, I'm, I'm about to have a nerd aneurysm. In terms of nerd boners, so what would you give it? As far as nerd boners, this doesn't even get a nerd boner. This show is so bad that I actually lost my nerd boner. I don't even give it a floppy cock rating. My dick has now turned into a vagina. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. I don't even want to insult women because I love vagina. It's turned into a soppy, gaping, prolapsed asshole. <laughs> and on that rating, on the sloppy, cum, orc, cum-filled, 
prolapse <laughs> butthole, it is a solid 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I think I'm And if you watch the trailer of uh, World of Warcraft, you will see exactly what that looks like when she stands up. Oh, it oh is a solid god. 10 sopping wet butthole. No, prolapsed butthole. Dude, it's so the, again, just just on the writing alone is terrible. The writing is awful. The show is awful. The, like, there's this one moment, and I'll never forget this. So she's she put the Vulcan neck pitch on her commanding officer. She wakes up right before she's about to fire on the on the Klingon ship, and she like puts her in the brig. As she's in the brig, this dude who gets a concussion on the ship is like she's like go to medical, and he's like okay, and he stumbles off, and he's like derp derp, and he stumbles into the brig because he's got a fucking concussion. He can't find his way to fucking medical, and he starts talking to fucking Michael or whatever her fucking man name is and was like, and she was like, and he has this moment where you're like, Oh, Hey, look, character development. I'm going to start liking a character in this show. Nope. He literally says three lines, but we're Federation. We're explorers. We're not warriors. And then gets sucked out of the fucking ship. Spoiler, the captain who is the best actor or excuse me, actress on the show. The captain dies at the end of the uh, second episode. So, like, literally, they're setting it up for this bitch. And then the bitch is in the brig. The bitch is in the brig. The brig is half destroyed, but she's being contained by a force field. And she logically mind fucks the computer to let her out. And she flies through space to another ship and survives. So mad. <laughs> so much hatred for this, for this series. Dude, I... I oh my god! If I could just oh my god! Well, you should. I just fuck, uh, they shouldn't fuck up Star Trek like they did. I swear to God, it's like the writers have no idea about the canon. I like I have some I have some ideas about why that is. That's a whole nother argument altogether. The fact the matter retains is that nobody from the original shows is writing for this show. I think that's a big problem. Again, we'll get into it a little bit. We'll get into a little bit of why what makes Star Trek so beautiful in the actual Star Trek podcast. But that's a big problem is that they have no original writing staff in this new one, and I think that's it, it shows even more. And the, the and it shows even more that the writing is so generic that it's just it's so formulaic and archaic, and it's 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 just so it's so fucking bad. Uh, that, so that's it. I, I can't I can't keep writing. I, like I said, uh, nerds out there, please just just. I don't almost want to tell you to watch it, but just watch it and just see what. I, especially if you're a Trek fan, and watch it. I, it's definitely worth watching just to see why I'm so mad. All yeah. right, guys, we've uh, we've been through the weird, the bad, and the ugly more or less through this podcast. I will say no, this: just the first five minutes, <laughs> I am back. Um, not only on the podcast, but I'm also back on my tri- uh, Twitch stream. And that I got no new announcements. What about you, Grizz? By the end of the month, I should have internet again. <laughs> it's been let me look at my watch seven freaking months roundabout so expect um some gameplay with me and wild and hopefully we can get gambit and a few others annihilate me with more helicopters <laughs> gta which do you have gta again gambit i do good we can all play that all right, well, I, I don't think I have any more news. I think uh, other than I'm probably going to be giving you guys a small um, review on the Lord of the Rings um, Shadow of War in the future. 
Maybe next maybe next podcast. I'm actually getting to the good part of the game, so uh, I didn't want to didn't want to do a premature review on it because I pretty much just started it uh, last week. So this week, uh, or sorry, next week, I'll, by then I'll, I'll put out a decent review on it, and we'll go from there. All right, guys, thanks for listening to episode 72. Uh, thanks for bearing with us on, like I said, the weird, the bad, and the ugly. And we'll definitely mm-hmm. see you again next week on episode 73. Till then, everyone, stay sexy. Always. Peace!